Today on the Accounting for You podcast, we're continuing our conversation with Aaron Smith, a commercial lender from People's Bank. Today, we're going to get into the government back lending, maybe the SBA and the USDA. Welcome to the Accounting for You podcast, brought to you by the accounting firm of Atkins and Reynolds CPAs. This podcast is designed to provide relevant tax and accounting information to help you and your business succeed. If you enjoy listening in, please like and subscribe to our channel. Now, on to the show. Well, welcome back to the Accounting for You podcast. I am Chris Reynolds, CPA and partner with Adkins and Reynolds CPAs. And I am Jay Adkins, partner and CPA with Adkins and Reynolds CPAs. Well, as we mentioned a little earlier there in the intro, we have Aaron Smith. He's a commercial lender with People's Bank. And we're going to talk today with Aaron about how to make your business ready to get credit from a bank, maybe what you need to do with your financial statements and how the commercial banker or lender can actually work with us, the accountant, to make sure you're ready to get that loan and pay back that loan. We were talking, uh, it sounded like, you know, you, you know, as the commercial lender, you want to be a trusted advisor. You want to be, uh, in working with the CPA, maybe a financial planner for the business, you know, whatever that may be for that business. It sounds like you're trying to be, or want to be very relational to the, to the, uh, client. And that's because you want to know and understand and really get in to, uh, to help, to help that client. Um, so with that and with your past experience in banking, do you have any, um, let's say, you know, success stories, anybody that you can think of that, you know, you know, that, you know, this was a home run for, for the bank, for us, uh, for, for the client? Yeah, I, I do. And, and um, it's a great question because um, one, one story really um, stands out. Um, kind of actually took me from – you know, my previous uh, employer that uh, kind of began the relationship mm-hmm. and started here. Um, there's a, a business in uh, Putnam County named uh, Bright Futures Learning Services, and I had met um, the owner of that company uh, when I was in my, pre- my previous role. And um, when I made the change over to People's Bank, she kind of followed along because of some of the things we had done. And one of the things that I'd done is they their business is – kids with autism and kind of got really personal with me because I didn't know much about autism until I got to know this company. And it's not one of these companies that I can hire you off the street and put you to work with these kids because they are, um, you know, it takes a very high skill level. And most of these, uh, most of her employees can take anywhere from 18 to 24 months to train to be ready to work with mm-hmm. these kids with autism. And we're talking young kids. I mean, they feel with the uh, ABA, which is advanced um, behavioral analysis, that is the younger you can work with the child, the better. So we're talking kids that are two years old. Um, when I went to meet with them, they literally were in leased space. They were growing. They had over 100 kids on their waiting list at mm-hmm. the time. And it takes 18 months to two years to get a trained professional to work with them. So I immediately asked to be introduced to the CPA firm, which they worked with. And we sat down and had a a very good conversation and strategic planning session. How do we get the financials in line to be able to move forward with what's needed? So they had actually identified a property um, that they wanted to buy was not a property that um, was 
move-in ready, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There was construction that needed to be it needed to be outfitted for the industry. So immediately, as we began to plan, um, I went out to the I went out and looked for avenues. How can we get this business mm-hmm. where they need faster than eighteen to twenty-four months? Right. So what I was able to do is. Um, I was able to find a um, government guarantee program called the SBA 504. And the reason we found that program is because, you know, when you're looking at a balance sheet or your financial statement, you know, we needed to balance interest rate expense. We needed to find a way because interest rates at that point, I think, were six, six and a half percent, kind of where they are now. But with the with that product, the SBA 504, those are bonds. So the bond rate, I think, was somewhere in like 3.5%. So that really began when we looked at a monthly payment. From a cash flow standpoint, we talked about earlier, that really began to work. So what we were able to do is we were able to, within a year of that original session, we were able to begin the process. We were able to get with the SBA, got the 504 approved, bank approved, SBA approved. And within, within a few months of that, she was moving, you know, they were already, con- you know, constructing new property. Mm-hmm. And within seven months, they were in their new facility, which allowed them to add an additional 60 kids to the facility. And that was a huge, and, and not knowing what I do, you know, not knowing what I know now mm-hmm. is that, you know, Jill's story was going to touch home to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, in 2019, um, Jill was um, now was awarded West Virginia Business Owner of the Year and Woman Owned Business of the Year, which is a high honor. Oh yeah. But then the following year in 2020, she was named National Business of the Year by the SBA. She was the first woman ever to hold that award in the U.S., and she's the first West Virginian to ever hold that award. So not knowing what I was doing back then, as I say, turned into a huge success story for her. Plus, obviously, the, you know, the um, recognition that came from that for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And, of course, it wasn't a miss that who did that loan and what bank put that together. And so it's gotten the bank itself a lot of recognition because of that. And I think that's the key part. I know we transitioned there to the SBA, but I think that's a key part of being a trusted advisor in the commercial banker role is that we just don't have a one product fits all, you know, mm-hmm. loan package. Our our job is is to look at how do we need to structure a loan, one to hit the financial metrics we need, but two, be able to give the product the loan product or program that fits the customer's needs right? and not just a one-off that, Hey, we have this on the shelf. Let's take it and ring it up. Right. Yeah. I think that's a great example of how the, your role and the CPA's role, cause you were working with them initially trying to get their financial statements shaped up of how working together, you can achieve great results. Yeah. yeah you know, great, great <clears throat> results Thanks. for the, for the business. So yeah, that's awesome. Now you said something about the SBA. Um, I know as an accountant, that can be a dirty word. <laughs> Um, because we've heard, uh, and I've worked with SBA loans uh, many years ago, um, and the very first few that I worked on, I just thought it was just overly cumbersome to work with. Um, and so when a client says, I think I'm going to get an SBA loan, I just kind of go, oh, goodness, here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, so let's talk a little bit about SBA loans. Tell me, Aaron, that they're not as bad and ugly as 
I feel they are in my head. Chris, they are not as bad as I think they are. I will say that I will say that there are um, there are many people that don't know how to handle an SBA loan. I was one of those. Mm. I'm sorry to the customer that had the experience my first time many many years ago. <laughs> However, there are, there are several factors that go into that. Um, when when you it's funny because I get the same reaction whenever I come to a client and I may utter the words government guarantee and they go tell me not the SBA and I go no tell me why not the SBA right. it's always a horror story and the reason it's a horror story is because <clears throat> two factors one whoever the lender was they were working with never done an SBA has never done an SBA mm-hmm. loan in their life or two the credit team within the bank is not a preferred lender and they don't want to do SBA lending. And I think that 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 leads me into a fact to a two-part factor is it's vitally important that if you're going to do an SBA loan to work with a bank that is a we call it acronym world in the bank PLP or preferred lender program. And what that means is we don't have to approve your credit mm-hmm. within the within the credit department and then send it out to the SBA, which is in Sacramento, that's California, which mm-hmm. is where they do all their credit underwriting for all the SBA program. That could take four to six weeks. So you're telling me, it, you know, if you go to a bank that's not a PLP lender, you're going to have to go through the credit process. That could take several weeks, and then you're going to have several more weeks. So I've heard the horror story where lenders, customers have went to a lender that was not a PLP lender, and taking seven months, eight months to get an SBA loan. That's absurd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I normally will tell someone, look, I know all the things we need to do now. I'm, I'm versed in it. Here's the information you need to give me up front. You need to fill out these forms. And it's going to take from the time you bring me a complete package, whether it's real, if it's not real estate, we're probably somewhere in the 65 to 90 days range. And I would say 75 to 120 with real estate within the SBA because you have due diligence and Mm -hmm. you've got to get environmental reports and various things. So I give that expectation now because as many of them as I do a year, I can almost fall within one of those buckets, whether it's non-real estate related or real estate related Mm -hmm. and hit those hit those dates. Okay. So as a, as a business owner, I'm coming to you to get an SBA loan. What what different information are you going to need from think, the traditional lending? Yeah, so there are several things, and I know you guys just love to prepare the first thing I want to mention, which is uh, projections. <laughs> I know you guys love those. <laughs> and, you know, I'm yet to see a projection that's mm-hmm. never cash flowed. I've never never seen a projection that somebody said, well, I mean, oh, we're going to lose money. We're optimistic. I mean, if, if you're going to shoot for the stars, let's shoot for the stars. <laughs> so what you're what we're going to require if you're a startup business, and um, if you're a startup business, we're going to want to see three years of projections. Um, those projections are going to be month to month in year one, quarter to quarter, years two and three, and we're going to want to see an opening day balance sheet. Mm-hmm. And an end of year balance sheet as those years progress. We're going to want to see finance. We're going to want to see those projections. Um, the other thing that, even if you are a um, business that's been in, um, you've been in business many years, we may want to still see projections. So mm-hmm. if you're maybe you're purchasing another business, maybe it's a business acquisition, maybe you're buying a you know an industry or new technology that's going to increase profit margins. 
we may ask for some of those projections to see, okay, today your profit margin is this, but going forward it could be this. We're going to want to kind of see a, a pro forma, if you want to call right. it that. So, you know, we're going to want to see that information. Um, if you are a startup business um, or within the first two years in business, we recommend you work with a CPA mm-hmm. to put that business plan together. Now, some people come to us and, well, I don't have a CPA. Well, let me introduce you to some. There are CPA firms out there that don't want to put time and effort into putting a business plan together. And there are other avenues. You know, your small business uh, development centers in the area you may live, those folks are out there to be able to help you prepare that that business plan because business plans not all financial information. There's a lot of other things that go into that. So mm-hmm. from a small, small business standpoint, if you're within – the first two years, we're going to want to see a business plan. Okay. So what is the benefit uh, to the uh, client that's getting the loan of getting an SBA-backed loan as opposed to a traditional loan? Yeah. So it depends on what the need for the loan is. Okay. Uh, depends on, you know, not everybody, I think, gets the idea that SBA lending or government guarantee lending is all for startup businesses, and that is further from the fact. We may have a, you know, in the, in the case where we just talked about with – Bright Futures Learning Services, um, you get a, you know, we were able to use the SBA not only to hedge some of the interest expense and the better interest rate, but we were able to extend the amortization of that loan from a standard 20-year to a 25-year, which made cash flow look better. It made sense. Major payment lower. Major payment lower. Absolutely. The other thing is, is um, a lot of times... The business just may not be ready for the growth. We can see it in the financial statement, but yet you still need this equipment. So what it does provides for for you is it provides us the equipment you need, but it also provides us a little bit of security as the bank to be able to issue this loan mm-hmm. to you so you can get the equipment you need. So that that's another advantage. So I always look at this as whether you've been in business a long time or your startup, there may be a factor or reason why you may want to use an SBA okay. or our other government partner, the USDA. Yeah, so there are other government-backed loans. Yes. Uh, so we've talked briefly in the past about USDA loans. So what what what's the difference or what's the what's the deal there? So a couple <laughs> fact, couple things right off top. Um, USBA has a lending limit of five million dollars. So I mean that's a lot, even if you're a small business. Some people say, oh, $5 million, I've never seen that. But right. SBA will lend up to $5 million. Um, we will then mention the USDA, and people say, well, why are farmers lending out money? In that agriculture? I mean, why? I'm not in mm-hmm. agriculture. and No, it isn't, but the government has money to lend. And what a lot of people don't realize is that government entities lend money in what we call underserved or depressed areas. And that's part of the USDA. And and when you look at the state of West Virginia, Southern Ohio, or Kentucky, almost every one of those areas that you may live in will qualify for USDA. Mm -hmm. So USDA will go up to 25 million. And everybody goes, wait a minute, a small business owner, 25 million is a lot of money. It absolutely is. The biggest difference from uh, USDA and SBA is length of term. USDA will allow you to amortize out to 40 years on certain on certain real estate, mm-hmm. certain equipment, useful life of equipment. Um, and the biggest difference is is SBA will only lend 
to for-profit companies. USDA will lend to municipalities and not-for-profits. So there is where the big advantage comes is depending on what client you're working with. Okay. Now, from the client's uh, view, is it working with the SBA or the USDA? Is it similar in its requirements to get into one of those loans? It is. The major difference from the bank's perspective, once we approve a loan that may have a USDA guarantee, Mm -hmm. Unlike the SBA, USDA has state and national, you know, state and national offices. And in, once the bank approves that USDA loan, it then has to go to the, the USDA state level or national level to be approved. Um, and they will determine that on the front side. Okay. So when we're having those conversations and we bring in that USDA agent, we will determine that before we ever get started so we can provide the time frame that's that, you know, needed. So you understand what that time frame is going to be. Yeah. A couple of things that I wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. but uh, thinking about the, you know, getting the package together for the bank, uh, not holding things up. Again, we circle back to clean financial documents, so mm-hmm. that the the client will be prepared for you to get things started. Uh, also, as far as the projected financial statements, it's very difficult to do an accurate projection of any kind off of messy financial statements for an existing business. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And then we could also provide some expertise if it's an existing business or a startup business that comes in and may have some unrealistic expectations as far as projected financial statements yeah we see this that that, that's something we see all the time and you know whether it's working with you know a larger company it's not as bad because they have controllers and cfos Mm -hmm. some of the smaller companies is where we see a lot of that struggle they just they don't have someone they work with regularly Mm -hmm. and we send them you know i will put together a list of information and send to them or send to their bookkeeper and it's I don't hear anything for a few days, and I already know. I could make the phone call, and like, what's an income statement? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so it's a profit and loss. Oh, oh, profit and loss. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's why it's vitally important, even if you have a small business, is to get a CPA on your side to get your book straight way before you're thinking of getting loans because it's gonna make it's just going to make your life a ton easier later. And I think it's a great – Point, you know, I know we we're talking about government guarantee lending and whatnot, but I think it's vitally important that you sit down and you do that tax planning. I mean, you know, you don't get up every day and not plan what job you're going to work on or what job you're going to bid on. Mm-hmm. You should take time in each of you know throughout your day or throughout your week to sit down and plan what's the next steps for my company. Let me call my CPA and let's begin to plan. Because I see a lot of companies fail to plan, Mm -hmm. and then they're standing there and they're mad or upset because they can't get the equipment or they can't get the loan that they needed because they didn't take the time to reach out to their CPA or reach out to the commercial banker and say, hey, I I don't think that I have all this. Who do you recommend that I can talk to because I don't Mm -hmm. think the person I'm working with has the, the right expertise. Right. We do have some horror stories that I've heard before in the past of clients that we prepared financials and they say, well, we got them. We put them in the drawer. We're okay. We have 
cash in the bank. <laughs> and <laughs> that's that's not always going to be the case, mm-hmm. and there may be some issues there to talk about. But yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And and I think it's vitally important, you know, when you're, you know, having those records in in, in the right order. I mean you gotta realize we are when we're talking about government guarantee lending, we're dealing with the government. There are going to be some annoying forms that you have to fill out, but also it is our job to educate people. Um, one of the one of the number one things we find um, that uh, you know kind of I guess makes someone ineligible for an SBA or USDA loan is they went through school, they got busy, they started a company, well I never paid my student loans, or oh gosh, I didn't pay my bills and I filed bankruptcy, you know, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Those two items right there unqualify you to, you know, for a USDA and an SBA loan. And then we'll find that, oh, well, by the way, um, we're halfway through it, and, yeah, I've got an IRS tax lien. Um, no, we, you should have let me know that up front because that, I mean, we're done at that point. Right. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're working with the CPA to understand it, make sure that one not paid my bills. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have anything outstanding owed to the federal government because that could be the only option you have to secure the financing to keep your company moving forward. You don't get it. What happens? Maybe shut the doors. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Aaron, it's been great having you in. Thanks for having me. And uh, do you have any final thoughts on anything that we've talked about over over all of this? I just think the thing I have to utter, whether you're a you know a fifty thousand dollar revenue company or someone of bigger size, or maybe you're a company that we see a lot of times that is in between that growth that growth mode where we don't have a controller, but we need a controller, or we mm-hmm. need a CFO, but we don't. Reach out to guys like Chris and um, Chris and Jay. They're going to be able to vitally help you within your business because we see this a lot when you hit that point where I need to have someone, but I can't afford to have that controller because I can't afford to pay them mm-hmm. full time. These guys working with that CPA firm, be able to do that CFO for hire or that managed uh, bookkeeping mm-hmm. is vitally important for not only for, for your understanding, but vitally important to grow your business and keep it going on the trajectory that you want it to. Um, I see it all the time. Um, and I would say that's the biggest thing, no matter how, what size you are, if you're going to come to the bank and you want to borrow money, we want to be your financial partner, but you have to have things put in place and in line before you come. Yeah. Well, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. You're welcome. <laughs> Jay, do you have any final thoughts for us? Yes. I just wanted to add in, we've talked all through the podcast about, you know, the CPAs, the bankers working together, how incredibly important it is for all of your uh, professional team that have different skills to work together. You know, keep the banker and the CPAs and other professionals you work with in the loop so everyone mm-hmm. knows what your situation is because we all have different skills and we can help with different things, but we need to know what is happening with your business to be able to fully help you. Yeah. Sounds good. Well, so if you're interested in working, obviously, with with our accounting firm, you know, you can reach out to us. We have uh, all of our contact information in our show notes. Uh, Aaron, if people are wanting to work with you directly, 
How, how would somebody get a hold of you? Yeah, so they can reach out to me. Um, I believe we're going to put the information yeah, yeah. in the uh, in the show notes here. Mm-hmm. They can reach out to me in my phone number, my email. I am on the road. Uh, I will also provide my cell phone number. Uh, would love to sit down and talk with you and see if we're able to even help you. Uh, for me, it's all about a relationship and not a transaction. So want to come out, want to understand the business, and also want to understand and see how you operate your business as well. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, so you, all that information will be down in the show notes. How to get a hold of uh, Jay or myself or or Aaron? Uh, we all you know be very willing to work with you and to talk to you and to see what we can do to help you. Um, so if we don't have anything else, I think that's pretty well as a wrap on this episode. I'm talking of commercial lending and stuff. We appreciate Aaron coming in. Uh, until then, we will see you on the next Accounting for You podcast. Thank you for taking time today to listen to our podcast. We appreciate listeners like you and ask that if you enjoy what you hear, please like and subscribe to our channel to ensure you receive the latest episodes as soon as they come out. If you have any questions about the topic we discussed today or would like more information on becoming a client, please do not hesitate to contact our office by visiting arcpas.com or theaccountingpodcast.com.